We say thank you, Lord, for this day that you have made, and we give you praise for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Before we go into prayer, before we go into the word, I just want to say to all of the mothers that are there, happy Mother's Day to you. May the blessings of the Lord be with you, and may he rest upon you and his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Happy Mother's Day. We apologize to all mothers that we cannot treat you with the royalty that you deserve. We can't take you to the restaurants that you deserve to eat at. But we give God praise for you and we thank God for you. And may the blessings of the Lord be upon each one of you that have been privileged to become a mother through God's grace and God's mercy. Thank you, Lord. And we thank God for all the mothers today who have made sacrifices. And we give you praise for it. We want to thank God for the women's department who did such a marvelous and magnificent job on yesterday and the day before, which would make it Friday. My wife said that earlier in the year, in the month of January, the Lord told her to have the women to shut in for fasting and prayer during the month of May. She did not know what was going to happen. She did not know what the circumstances were going to be. She just knew what the Lord told her, and that is to have the women to shut in and then to fast for 12 hours and then to pray. And so instead of letting the enemy have the victory because of the coronavirus, because of the shut-in, stay-at-home law that has been established, shelter at home, shelter in place. She did not know that these circumstances would be here and this day and this time. But being obedient to the Lord, the women shut in as they were at their homes and dialed in and called in and made prayer and supplication. And then there was teaching throughout that. As it turned out to be, instead of 12 hours, it was 14 hours of fasting and praying and believing the Lord. One of the young ladies that requested prayer during that 14-hour period said that she was having high blood pressure and the doctors couldn't figure out how to get it down and get it to stay down. But after they prayed and believed the Lord and trusted in the Lord, she came back on and testified that the Lord had brought her blood pressure down to normal. And so we give God praise for that, for that victory in the midst of this chaotic time. But one thing we do know, we know that God is a healer and God is a deliverer and God is a way maker and God will make a way for all of us during this time of crisis. So we shout out, give a shout out to all of the participants. They were from 
Faith Center Ministries and also from other churches and individuals that had been here before and ministered to us. And we just thank God for them and give God the praise. There was eye-opening information and it was startling and some of the information they gave us, some of the statistics that they gave made you really wonder and think and about what was going on. Some even said, praise God, that they were moved by the Holy Spirit to go to work and do some something better and better and greater than what they were doing before the shut-in. People shut in with them from all over the United States, and we give God praise for it. And may the blessings of the Lord rest upon each one of those that participated and those that will share later on in life. They will share with what the Lord did and what the Lord is doing. And we just give him praise, and we thank God for that. Thank God for the leadership of Sister G and what she's doing with the women's department and we give thanks unto the Lord and may the blessings of the Lord be with them and her team and thank God give a great shout out for Natasha who worked some 14 hours or more praise God on yesterday uh, day before yesterday trying to put this uh, program together and so we give God praise for it and all the other workers that worked so diligently to bring it to pass and we trust, praise God, that through your fasting period that you were able to listen to the voice of the Lord and hear what he had to say. And allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and minister through you and to you so that you can be a benefit and a blessing to someone else. And we give God praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's just pray for the women and the leadership of the church in the women's department, Sister G and her staff and all the others, praise God. Father, we thank you and we praise your holy name. We thank you for all of those that joined in on yesterday and the day before and God, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord, because you've been good to us and you've been merciful, you've been kind, you've been, oh glory God, exemplary in your love towards us. And God, we thank you. We pray for every mother that is here, that is listening, is tuned in, oh God. Pray that you will give them a special anointing, anointing of motherhood. And God, we thank you and we praise you. For mothers are very special to us. We thank you, Lord, for their protectiveness, their love, and their reaching out to us and sheltering us the teachings that they've given to us. And God, we thank you and we praise you. Thank you, oh God, for the sacrifices that mothers have made. Sacrifices to bring us into the world. Sacrifices to nurture us and to guide us and to teach us, oh God, and we thank you. Sometimes they don't get the respect due their name, due their title. But God, we thank you and we give you praise. And we pray that every mother that woke up this morning with the title of mother will be blessed by someone in that family. Someone in that family will give them the recognition 
that they need, O oh God. And Father, we thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank God. Amen and amen. The women on yesterday had a wonderful, wonderful and marvelous women's fellowship. And we just give God praise for it. Thank God for Sister Carla who teaches the word through the book that they're reading. May the blessings of the Lord be with them and keep them. Since it is Mother's Day and we honor mothers on this day and bless his holy name, thank God for mothers and the Bible is, has plenty of stories of motherhood and so forth and there was one story that captured my attention when I read it. I read it before and I read it before and I've, and I've talked on it, probably preached on it. But this time it's stuck in my spirit. And it's a story of a mother, and I call it a mother's love saves her son's life. A mother's love saves her son's life. What an interesting title, A Mother's Love Saves Her Son's Life. The text is found in the book of Kings, 1 Kings, and the operating text is 1 Kings, the Third chapter, verse number 27. First Kings, the third chapter, verse number 27. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. I'll read it again, 1 Kings, the third chapter, verse 27. Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. In other words, don't kill it. She is the mother thereof. How do we get here? How do we get to this text in the Bible? What is it? mean. A mother's love is very unique and it's very uh, protective, nurturing, and caring. A mother's love, a mother's love is very different. It's very, it's different than the father's love. It's different than uh, the uncle, the auntie, the brother, the sister. A mother's love is unique in, in itself and because it takes an awful lot of love to even bring a child into this world because it is self-sacrificing. It is self-sacrificing. Hmm. In describing a woman in Proverbs, the 31st 
chapter. In Proverbs, the 31st chapter, verse number 1 through 10, I'm going to read it. The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him, that his mother taught him. He's a king, King Lemuel, and his mother taught him how to protect his kingship. What my son and what my son of my womb, what my son of my vows, give not thy strength unto women. Give not thy strength. This is a mother talking to her son who is king. She's saying the way you protect your kingship is you don't give yourself your heart and your mind and your strength to women. Nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. There are certain kings that have become kings and didn't last as kings because they didn't know how to act kingly. They didn't know how to behave to protect their kingship. And the mother then gives some more advice. It's not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine and nor for princes to drink strong drink. Lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any the afflicted. In other words, if you become intoxicated, you will not be able to think clearly. You will not be able to serve as a proper judge and judge righteously because your judge will be altered by the altering drink that is affecting your mind. Give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish. In other words, you want to take a man out of his misery when he's getting ready to leave here, then give him strong drink. Today, they give us drugs, they give us morphine, and when the pain is so great and cannot be stood anymore, then they give us morphine and try to deaden the pain and make passing somewhat, praise God, less painful. It says, give strong drink unto him that is ready to perish, and wine unto those that be of heavy hearts. Let them drink and forget his poverty. Remember his misery no more. This is a mother giving advice to her kingly son. So if you really want to stay king, then don't get caught up with drugs or alcohol or things that are going to alter your mind and make you not think right, make you not act right, make you go out and do strange and crazy things. Stay faithful to the Lord. Open thy mouth for the dumb in the cause of all such as are appointed to destruction. Open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause of the poor and the needy. The Bible says the Lord has a special place for the poor and the needy in his heart. He makes provision for them. He made such provision when he 
told them in Deuteronomy, praise God, to when you do your harvest, leave something left over for the people that are come after you. Leave something for the stranger. Leave something for the fatherless. Leave something for the widow. Don't take it all when you're giving your harvest. Don't, don't harvest it all. Don't take it all. Leave some for the stranger. Leave some for the fatherless. Leave some for the widow. So God already had in his mind that he was going to provide for those that were less fortunate than others. And we thank God for his mercy and thank God for his grace. And then in chapter, in verse 10, his mother asked him a question, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. A virtuous woman, price is far above rubies. She's more valuable than precious jewels. She's more valuable. A virtuous woman, a woman that knows God, a woman that stands by God, a woman that prays, a woman that is a... Uh, gives honor to God, that brings uh, glory to the name of, of, of the Lord. That's the kind of woman you want to meet. And so his mother's advice to him was, listen, this is the kind of woman you're looking for. They're hard to find, but you can find one. Who can find a virtuous woman, a woman of moral character, a woman of moral stamina, a woman that will stand in the midst of trials and temptations, and a woman that will stand up for God, a woman that will plead the cause of God and proclaim the glory of God. Who can do that? Who can find that virtuous woman for her price is far above? She's more valuable than diamonds. She's more valuable than rubies. She's more valuable, glory to God, than emeralds and precious stones and gold and silver because she, glory to God, will stand by you. She will lift you up. She will make you have the things that you're looking for. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So then in, so what does that have to do with motherhood? Well, this virtuous woman has to be a mother because verse 27 says, and she looked well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. And verse 28, her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praiseth her. If you find a virtuous woman, you find a woman of character, a woman that will stand by you, then glory to God, you found a jewel that you ought to value, that you ought to appreciate. And so we thank God today for motherhood and the characteristics of a good mother. And we just give God praise. So back now to the story of how did we get here that the king is saying to his servants, don't kill this child. Don't kill this child. Solomon is saying, give her, give her the child, give her the baby and don't slay it. How do we get there? Well, we have to go back, praise God, to understanding the book of 1 Kings. And the book of 1 Kings deals with the story of Solomon. Solomon has an interesting beginning. So let me say this to you. It's not your beginning. 
that makes you or defines you. Don't let your beginning hinder you from attaining and achieving your future, your destiny that God has prepared for you. Go back and look at the story of the beginning in 1 Kings, glory to God. We find that there is a woman there named Bathsheba. Bathsheba is the mother of David. David marries Bathsheba, and they produce, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, King David uh, marries Bathsheba and produce Solomon. Now, you look at Solomon, you say, now, the origin of Solomon came out of an adulterous relationship. And you say, why would God choose Solomon to be the wisest man on earth when he has such an awful beginning? David had his father killed and glory to God and his mother, praise God, didn't have a choice because she was, was, everybody did what the king ordered them to do. You didn't have a choice. Either you were killed or you did what the king told you. So if the king says come, you came. So Bathsheba came because the king said come. She didn't have a choice. She just came. She had a choice, but she really didn't have a choice. But she just came. And out of that union, and then David, praise God, looked at her husband, Uriah, and, and said, put him on the forefront of the battle and let him be killed. And then withdraw yourself from him. And so here we have the origin of Solomon under these awful circumstances. And yet God is going to use him. God is going to give him grace. God is going to give him wisdom and power and glory. And that's the same thing God would do for you. Don't look at how you got here. Look at the fact that you are here. And since you are here, give God the glory, give God the praise. Because you can't change your past. You can't change that which is behind you. You can only change that which is before you. And we give God praise for it. So glory to God. We find that Solomon is getting ready to take over the kingship in the place of David. He's got to fight. He's got to fight through his elder brother who is trying to take his place. But Solomon, glory to God, had a mother that was tenacious. And had a mother, Bathsheba, that was going to look out for her son. And most mothers, again, will protect their children. They will protect their children. As a matter of fact, it doesn't only extend into the human race, it extends into the animal kingdom. You never want to position yourself between a mother bear and her cubs. You never want to position yourself between a mother bear and her cubs. You're going to be in trouble. Amen. And some of these mothers that we have today are just like that. They are very protective of their children. Now, they can beat them. They can almost kill them. But you can't. Glory to God. They can almost, you know, do all things to them. And say, but listen, I brought them into this world, and I'm going to take them out. Bless his holy name. So here we have, glory to God, that King David is getting ready to leave here. And he's getting ready to pick a successor. And 
King Solomon now is standing in that place along with his mother. So King Solomon takes over and assumes the role of kingship. And now he's the king. And as a king, you have to stand and, and, and make judgments. You have to hear people's cases and you have to hear arguments and those kind of things. And you have to make wise judgments. You have to make peaceful judgments. I mean, judgments that are wise and right and righteous and uh, you can't be bribed and that kind of thing. But you just have to make the decision based upon the information given you. As a matter of fact, Moses, brother-in-law, looked at him when he was judging. And he said, listen, you're taking on too much. Find you some other judges to help you judge this great host of people. And let them judge the minor things and the small things. And you only judge the major things. As a king, you have the responsibility of making judgments, and so King Solomon had to make a judgment. Now, he had just prayed to the Lord, or he found out in a dream. He dreamt that the Lord had asked him, ask me what you want, and I'll give it to you. Now, what would you ask, give, ask God for if God said to you, Ask me what you want, and I'll give it to you. And probably we think of a whole bunch of things that we could ask God for. But Solomon said, I'm a young man. I'm, 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 I'm a little child, and I got this leadership responsibilities. What I need from you is the ability to make judgments that are wise and right. Wisdom is doing the right thing at the right time in the right place. Wisdom is doing the right thing at the right time at the right place. And so wisdom is a thing you don't know you have until you have to exercise it. And so, glory to God, Solomon asked the Lord, he said, now, Lord, just give me wisdom. Give me the ability to judge between the people and to make right decisions and righteous decisions. So the Lord in the dream said to him, I'll give you what you asked for. But you didn't ask for riches. You didn't ask for long life. You didn't ask for the life of your enemies. You didn't ask for the life of your, your, the people that are coming against you. You just asked for judgment. And because you did not ask for life, you did not ask for riches, you did not ask for glory, I'm going to give you all of it. So we have to be careful what we ask God for. And God will give us what we didn't ask sometimes because he liked the answer that we're giving him. When you humble yourself and you ask God for more of him and to find yourself asking God for the more power of, of you and the glory of you, Lord, fill me with your power. Fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your understanding. If you do that, then God will hear you. So he heard Solomon. Now, ironically, Right after he had prayed and he had awakened and said, oh, that was a dream. I wonder if it's really going to come true. Sometimes God will tell you something in a dream that he's going to make come to pass in the future. So here he is now. He's king and uh, there's going to be a problem. And the problem is, and I don't know why the writer, well, I guess... I have some understanding of why the writer 
chose these two women because the two women that stood before the king were harlots. Now, those are people we look down upon. Those are people we pass judgment on. Those are people we pass on the street. Those are ones that we look over. Hallelujah. But God thinks everybody is important. And God makes a way for everybody, and he has a way for everybody. And so here we have these two women, glory to God, standing for the king. They're the harlots, harlots, glory to God. And they're looking, and this is their story. And they're saying, we come to you, king, to pass judgment, and we need righteous judgment. We need someone to stand up, oh God, and tell us what the right thing to do is. Because last night... This woman, one of them said, this woman had a child. And three days ago, I had a child. And this woman, during the night, rolled over and slept on her child and smothered him. And then what she had the audacity to do was take this child and replace my child with her dead child. So I just need you, glory to God. And the other said, no, that's not true. That's my child. So here David, I mean, here Solomon now is faced with a situation of she said, she said. Not he said, she said. It's she said, she said. Now who's telling the truth? Who's the real mother of this child? So Solomon thought a while and thought about his mother and mother's experience and so forth and what mothers do and the love of mothers and all of that. So he says to the, the servant, bring the child to me and bring me a knife. Let's cut this child in half. You take one half, you take the other half. And then we'll be over with this situation. Ah, but David knew something about the love of a mother the sacrificial love of a mother, that she doesn't want any harm to come to her children. She's very protective of them because she loves them. And so David, so Solomon says, let's bring this child and cut it in half. And the mother looked at the child and looked at uh, King Solomon and said, wait a minute. No, we can't do that. I'd rather see my child living with somebody else than to cut him and kill him. So the mother said, give the mother, give, give her this child. And the other woman said, oh, fine with me. Let's just kill him. Let's just divide him in half. You take one half, I'll take the other. That satisfies. But the real mother said, no, that's not going to happen. And that real mother's decision to sacrifice her possession saved that child's life. And many women today are saving their children's lives because of the sacrifices that they are making, the things and decisions that they are doing. And we give our shout out to all of the single mothers today, mothers that are raising children by themselves, making sacrifices for them because they are saving their children's lives. And God, we give you thanks for them, and we praise you. So this woman, because of her love for her child, saved 
her son's life. Because she was willing, praise God, to sacrifice because of her love for his life, she saved his life. And God loved us so that he sacrificed his son that we too might live and live forever, that we might have life and that everlasting. And God, we thank you and we praise you. And may your glory shine upon us and your face shine upon us. And may you be gracious unto us and give us peace. And we thank God for all the mothers that are sacrificing. And through their sacrifices, their children are living. The children are breathing. The children are eating. The children are dressing. The children are going. And God, we thank you and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. A mother's love saves her son and we thank you Lord in the name of Jesus Christ if you're a mother out there today I want to pray for you Father we lift up these mothers and we give you praise thank you for the sacrifices that they make thank you O God for all that they sacrifice that these children might live and God we give you praise Bless them now, O God, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Bring them prosperity. Bring them to glory, we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Thank God. Amen.